You're listening to the Big Finish Podcast. Official launch date, 22nd of May, 2017. Good morrow, up and dammy wiki woo This is Benji Clifford speaking directly to you through those ear things wrapped around your head. I'm a sound designer and a composer for Big Finish Productions. My other talents include terrible kazoo playing, the ability to shave my face in under 15 seconds without any cuts, and I'm also an average swimmer, which can be proven by my Frosties swimming badge that I got in 1996. Wow. Uh, Yeah, I know. So allow me to introduce you, yes, you listening at home, to my (laughs) co-host... He's a member of the cult of Scaro. He's interned at Cybus Industries, and he's even personal friends with Laszlo, the strange half-man, half-pig bloke from Manhattan. I'm, of course, talking about Mr. Nicholas Briggs, director, producer, writer, Dalek connoisseur, and general lovely person. Hello, Thank Nick. You. Thank you. <laughs> That's amazing. Yes, it is amazing. Uh, time to remind you very briefly... Uh, that we at Big Finish are the proud purveyors of the finest audio drama and audiobooks in the known universe. <laughs> it's getting more <laughs> extravagant, this clip. Uh, Doctor Who, Blake Seven, Torchwood, The Prisoner, uh, The Prisoner, The Prisoner. I've just finished recording <laughs> series two of that, so I'm unfairly biased towards it. Uh, but you know, um, yeah, all sorts of things. Uh, Terror Hawks, Captain Scarlet. The... Avengers. <laughs> it's like a fly in the room. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> it's a kazoo fly. Uh, the Omega Factor, if you're still listening. Uh, survivors, Beneath Summerfield, The Confessions of Dorian Gray, Dracula, Frankenstein, <laughs> The Phantom of the Opera. Treasure Island. <laughs> Jim Lad. Sherlock Holmes, indubitably. Did I mention the prisoner? <laughs> the, the list goes on. And hopefully, it all ends up in your ears. I hope it does. <laughs> I really do. Uh, so, talking of ending up in ears, uh, in a moment, the big finished news. Oh, and what news we had last week, eh? <laughs> we couldn't tell you about it, but on May the 15th, as you probably blooming know, we released the news that the 10th Doctor and Rose would be having some great audio adventures with Big Finish. More on that later from David Tennant and Billy Piper themselves. That's right, not their, their strange people that are also David Tennant and Billy Piper that are not themselves. No, not um, them. Not them. Not them, whoever they are. Not the Lukey Likeys. Not the Luke Lakes. <laughs> yeah, David Dennant and uh, Pilly Biper. Um, Feel uh, lucky yes. that that didn't sound rude. I know, I know. <laughs> so yes, uh, following the news, we'll be straight into listeners' emails. Love an email. Mm. Uh, then it'll be time for our guest star interview slot. As Nick just said this week, Nick is asking Billy Piper the usual daft questions with rather trot some results uh, after that it'll be time for the randomoid selectatron when we select a random big finish release to chat about uh, then we'll round things off with Nick's breathless breakneck roundup of the latest releases and 
As always, we finish with approximately 15 minutes drama with a with approximately a 15 minute drama tease. This week, The Shape of Things to Come by H.G. Wells or H.G. Wells as I should have said because that's how you correctly say H. And that is dramatized by Guy Adams starring Nicola Walker and Sam Troughton. Meanwhile, I think it might be time for the ruddy news, Benji. It flipping well is, Nick. This is the Big Finish News. Cue Nick and Benji. What was that? I don't quite know, actually. I, oh, think, it was, well, I think it was. Goodness. I think it was a sort of take on on Jamie's prisoner thing, you know. Oh, I was. I was, I was, I was what a bit was. worried that I was failing to recognise something that I should have recognised. I think it was. I was failing to play something that you should have recognised. <laughs> it was very good. <laughs> anyway, onwards. So yes, what an announcement! The Tenth Doctor Adventures Volume Two will be out in November starring David Tennant as the 10th Doctor and Billy Piper as Rose Tyler. Full details are on the website, which can be found at bigfinish.com. But here's a trailer. We interrupt your regular programmes for a word from our sponsor. Hello, this is the Doctor. The 10th Doctor Adventures, Volume 2. Rose! Thought you'd show your face, did you? No, you seem to be doing all right. Ah! Maybe if you stood still, you'd find it less draining. Yes, it's a fencing match, mon ami, what? not a Highland jig. Yes. Unquestionably, the most lauded operatic tenor of the modern age. Oh. <laughs> Amazing. Is he? Oh. Why am I in a cage? Calm down. Anakin won't help. Calm down? What earthly reason have I to be calm? Ah, it's no good. Come on, we've got to go. What is it? I saw a ship! A ship? What sort of ship? Oh, come on! Come on! How many of them should we kill, do you think? How many? Why, all of them, of course. Doctor! I knew it! One chance! That's all Rose Tyler ever needs! Oh, Lord! Your face is... Keep away! Come on, before there's no stopping them. No stopping what? The Ice Warriors. Now you beg. Now there are no ultimatums. Cold Star is under attack from Ice Warriors. You need to contact the planet below. Evacuate! Oh, oh, guns pointing the wrong way. I'm Rose Tyler. And the thing about us Tylers, we won't lie down when we're beaten. Warning. Operational tolerance succeeding. This is it, Rose! Everybody run! I'm Rose Tyler. He's the Doctor. One question. What the hell's going on? Big finish. We love stories. Hello, Rose. It's your mum. Sorry to call. I know you're busy fighting evil lobsters or something, but when you get this, if you could pop round to Marge's in Norwich, you know Karen's mum, I'd really appreciate that. We've sort of been... we've sort of been invaded. All right, great. Love you. Speak soon. Bye. And, um... 
I know earlier we sort of said that there's a Billy Piper's going to be the uh, guest star. We've also got a bit here of David and Billy chatting about working together again. Yet yeah, this is absolutely exclusive. What's it like being back together, working together? It feels like we've never really stopped. No, it's unsettling how comfortable it feels. <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't feel like a decade since we <laughs> did these parts, which apparently it is, according to the calendar. It is a decade. It's a horrible decade. <laughs> what kind of fun has it been? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> that was me trying not to ask, has it been fun? <laughs> <laughs> fun, what kind? What kind? Green. And what, today or just Just all of life? it, all of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, either. <but laughs> Define the fun in your life. All of it. I would say that I have more fun with Doctor Who now than I did at the time because um, because I've had children, so I know what it means to people. Oh, interesting. Uh, and yeah. and also, um, I can be more relaxed about it now because first of all, I'm not in it, and um, it doesn't dominate as much of my life as it did before. Therefore, I can really go think about it really fondly without any oh god am I going to talk about that again at this wedding (laughs) (laughs) it's a different thing now and and um I just enjoy everything on reflection Mm. yes Doctor Who it's one of those things that when you've been involved in it 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 never goes away Mm. but it it gets less when it's not quite the, the 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 the, the sole focus of everything that's going on in your life you can I know what you mean you can sort of enjoy it more you can take time to sort of think this is a fun thing to be associated with yeah to come here and do these stories and and what it means to people you yeah. can't really feel that when you're in it you because you're just in it and certainly I couldn't understand what it meant to the kids until I had kids so that's it yeah that was, uh, <laughs> that's it that's very articulate I'm just going to agree with everything Billy says <laughs> Which I found to be a good a good tactic in life. <laughs> Don't forget that there'll be more Billy Piper in our guest star interview slot later. I wish that we'd have got her saying that as well. <laughs> that would have been great. Don't forget it? there'll be more Billy <laughs> <laughs> She would have done it as well if I'd oh, thought ahead. Never mind. Oh, next up, released in September 2017, is the latest new adventure of Bernice Summerfield. Here's a trailer. Squad! Present arms for the President of the Universe! Coming soon from Big Finish, Doctor Who, the new adventures of Bernice Summerfield, ruler of the universe. I see the great darkness coming, but also I see hope. Do you ever feel guilty? No. You're the most powerful man in the universe, and every decision you make, whether right or wrong, has consequences. What have you done? I thought you were saving us! We're being gassed. The doors won't open and they're they're pumping gas into my cab! I know! Isn't it wonderful? And where does Professor Summerfield come in? Of all the people in this universe, she's the only person who believes in me. And I worry I've lost her. 
What could be more fun than being awful old me in a universe run by the doctor? <laughs> Big finish. We love stories. Agent Bernie Summerfield, special liaison to the president of the universe, my card. Beans, beans, coffee, loyalty card. We're a secret agency. What do you expect? So yes, uh, that futuristic archaeologist and adventurer will return with David Warner as the Doctor. A Doctor from the Doctor Who Unbound series, no less. Remember that? Here's a reminder. The trailer for Sympathy for the Devil. Rule Britannia! Britannia rules the slave. People in high places don't like my attitude. They've dumped me somewhere I can't do any harm and they've taken away my means of escape. Where were you when I needed you, eh? I was supposed to arrive earlier, much earlier. It's 1997, I'm years out. You wouldn't believe some of the things I saw. I mean... Plastic robots trying to take over the world, I ask you. I've obviously missed out on a lot of developments. Lucky you. Some of us had to live through them. Well, I'm here now. I'm stuck here now. A Chinese stealth plane crashes in Hong Kong the day before the handover. That falls under unit jurisdiction. Good. You're old friends. No. My worst enemy. You saw the red star on that thing? It's a communist plane. And as of midnight tomorrow, they're in charge. As of midnight tomorrow, the Chinese can move their whole army over the border and nobody can stop them. This, you great big honourable discharge, is General Curler, political officer with the People's Liberation Army. We are all what our actions make us. What we do makes what we are. An Englishman's home is his castle. Trespassers will be shot. It is best to bend like bamboo in the wind. That rather depends on the wind. It's worse than I thought. And you may have spotted that Sympathy for the Devil also starred Mark Gatiss and a certain um, David Tennant. Oh, yes. Uh, this podcast is so perfectly crafted. Ho, ho. <laughs> Father Christmas there. <laughs> uh, and our final news item this week, Unit Assembled, is out on Tuesday the 23rd of May. It features the return of Sergeant Benton, Captain Yates and Joe Jones, joining forces with Kate Stewart and Osgood in a battle with the Silurians and Sea Devils. Here's a trailer. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Unit Assembled. Mr. Benton. Is it little Katie? Is that actually Captain Mike Yates? Mike Yates! Joe! What on earth brings you two here? Ready the transportation disc. Let us rise! Looks like they're coming to us. Those holes opening up on the tunnel floor. Get back, Captain! It's too late! I'll retune the cyan cannon to Reptilia Sapiens. Cyan cannon? You're going with that? Brain blast is a bit too Josh. Elite warriors, we are under attack. Immediate interception is required. Sam! You swam in here? I may not get the biggest office, but I've still got all the swimming certificates. Well, you can ride back with us. Step into the escape chute. Now that sounds like fun! It's not. I did it during basic training and threw up in my helmet. 
Is this the best that 10 million years of evolution can achieve? Then our victory is assured. All right, Mr. Benton. Holding on, miss. Uh -oh, hello, we've got company. And this great Britain will be our homeland. Big finish. We love stories. Touching as this reunion is. If you've all quite finished your hellos, can we get on? Uh, looks like we're back in action. And don't forget, if you get it from Big Finish at the website, you can download it onto our free listening app, available for iOS and Android. Plug, plug, plug. Uh, so you can listen to it, I mean, anywhere, as, as long as you've got a device with you. Obviously, it doesn't just pop into your head like some kind of alien mind control beam or does it maybe it should though perhaps that's should, that's one yeah. for the marketing team isn't it you definitely know? more alien, alien mind beam mind beam thing <laughs> i wish it yeah if only if only i'll tell you what though that unit assembled just reading that that paragraph there you know benton yates jones uh silurian sea devils uh yes. we're back in the 70s and then just slot in a bit of Stuart and Osgood. It's just crazy. What a, what a huge lineup there of, of oh, awesome yes. awesomeness. Uh, so yes, that was the news. Uh, I what can I say about it? This week's news, well, every week's news is always exciting, but this week is a real humdinger. And so without further ado, I'm not going to kick the news off a cliff. I'm not going to sell the news uh, in a strange bid to fund my addiction to cups of tea uh no i'll merely shake the news's hand and say well done have this week off have this one on me <laughs> time now for listeners emails now emails are my favorite thing in the whole wide world Maybe that's an exaggeration. It's not. Uh, but let's go with it anyway. So all you have to do to join us in the email uh, dimension is to email <laughs> us at... That's <laughs> what it is. It's a, it's oh, a, it's a whole new dimension. dimension. Welcome to the email dimension. <laughs> a dimension of sound. So, I've been watching loads of The Twilight Zone lately. I'm sorry, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to The Twilight to a dimension above reality or something like that but yes if you want to join us in the email zone uh, you can email us at podcast at bigfinish.com that's p-o-d-cast at b-i-g fin-ish.com there we go which is c-om c-om that's right there don't you, don't mess that bit up otherwise you'll, you'll get a postmaster coming back at you or c-o-m don't you think that should be the next doctor who villain you've heard of the master but who is the postmaster? That, when you when you get an email wrong, he's always there, like that. Who is he? Postmaster General. It's Pat. Uh, so, so yes, uh, first up, this is a short one from Hugo Lang. Hi, I was just wondering if there will be another short trip story competition for fans. Also, great news about the Doctor and Rose. Any news on Martha? Regards, Hugo. Sent from mail for Windows 10. Oh, now there you are. Windows 10, that's probably that horrible virus has got you then. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> um, or was that XP? I don't know. Um, uh, well, listen, Hugo, thank you for writing in. Um, uh, the Short Trips competition was uh, announced just recently, before the Doctor and Rose news. So go and have a look on the Big Finish website. Click the thing at the top saying news, and you'll be able to find the news item about it. There's, yes, it has been announced. Uh 
no news on Martha. Um, we we have contacted Freema Adjamin, and at the moment um, she's not looking to return to Doctor Who stuff. But we hope, you know, one day that will change. I'm sure she'll be turning up at conventions, though, so you won't be completely Martha-less. Um, yeah, great news of the Doctor and Rose. I mean, oh, so excited. So excited. Uh, so thank you, Hugo. Here's one from Jason Chisholm. Hello, Nick and Benji. Thank you for the fun and informative podcasts. Uh, not that I'll have any proper insight into this, but since it continues to come up, buck up! Buck up! I've been thinking about why, oh why, oh why, oh why, <laughs> I might have added that in, the novel adaptations may not be selling. Well, it's getting very serious now. I've never read the novels, but I'm interested in them. The audio format is a very attractive option. But I'm the kind of guy who likes to start at the beginning and work my way through. I'm doing that with the main range now, knowing I could jump on at varying points. But still, slowly but surely, working my way from start to finish with my favourite doctors. I work to avoid spoilers as best I can. Disappointed learning of Lucy Miller's conclusion through the podcast. That's right, she gets blown up! <laughs> <laughs> And from, oh, spoilers and from my understanding the novel adaptations are rather random releases buck up big finish uh, up. he didn't say that uh, this may be fine for fans of the books who have read them and know them and want to experience them in audio format but for someone like me and I'm guessing there's more than a few of us uh, I'm not so sure Jason um, I'm going to want to start at point A and make my way to Z this has probably already crossed everyone's minds and mouths. I don't think it has, though. Uh, but I don't recall hearing it mentioned on the podcast and thought I would chime in. Thank you for chiming in. I look forward to catching up in the next 30 years when perhaps the novel adaptations will have returned, concluded, and I can start from A to Z. Well, they've already finished. So you might as well start now, Jason. Uh, that seems a bit harsh. That's a very good point. Um, yeah. We do notice that when things finish, people do suddenly start to buy them. And so I, I think you're right in, in saying, Jason, that um, uh, you're not alone. A lot of people think of things like that and think, well, now, now I know it's a finite thing. I will get across it. The trouble you're not, is, of you're course, not alone there. I'm, I'm, exa I'm the same in, in the regards of if, if I throw myself into anything, I, I like to, to, to see it all in, in order and kind of get it that way because you don't want to, I suppose you don't want to miss out on little tidbits of information. But big, big, with Big Finish, I think there is a, there's a lot to delve into. And I think a lot of it is that unless unless you're on the box sets, I think you can drop in and drop out fairly yes. easily, I think. Uh, but I would say, you know, the thing I was going to say is the trouble is that um, if you do just wait until things are finished, there may be no more things at all because we do rely on people, you know, buying stuff straight away because then that, that funds production. So um, it's a sort of bizarre Kickstarter-like thing in a way. And so we are extremely grateful obviously to Jason for being the kind of person he is, but we're also very grateful to a load of our other listeners who are the kind of people who immediately uh, buy things because that's what keeps us going. Without them, we could not survive, you know. But, you know, we understand that not everyone can immediately raid their bank account. <laughs> well, it's, Thanks, it's, it's nice sometimes when, you, when you, you find that people buy things out of you know out of such such faith as well like when they say oh i've i've pre-ordered series you know 
six and seven of Survivors. And you think, wow, you know, you you've not only pre-ordered once, you've done two, and and that's I think that's brilliant. I think yeah, how there wonderful. Are lots of, that we're we're very lucky to have some lovely loyal listeners and customers who who more or less you know uh, who are lucky enough to be able to buy everything we do, and they 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 support us and um, keep asking for a super subscription that will cover just everything, not just Doctor Who. I mean everything. Um, and we love those people. They're, uh, they're very important to us. But we also understand that not everyone can be like that. And it takes all sorts. And, you know, there are different aspects and pressures in people's lives that make them into different kinds of listeners. And, um, you know, it's a broad church, if I may um, mention the title, uh, not a million miles away from Doctor Who. Uh, right in with your answers to that quiz <clears throat> anyway benji uh yes yeah, so thank you uh, very much for that one jason so next up we've got one here from tom bembry uh to the big finish team on one of the big finish podcasts the topic of outtakes was brought up not wanting to release a track that highlights the mistakes that an actor or an actress makes is understandable in that they wouldn't want to have all of their mistakes out there for everyone to hear. I was wondering about a different type of outtake. What I was thinking is a track that highlights how performers are enjoying themselves by having fun with what they're doing. Thanks, Tom Bembry. Well, they don't have any fun. <laughs> no, that's not true. Uh, well, if you listen to the extras, you know, on the Tom Baker releases and on the uh, main range and on all of them, there are always moments of hilarity and messing about and uh, fun and hijinks. And you, you will hear those things. We certainly do include those kinds of outtakes. So, Tom, you know, that is already catered for. Just keep an ear out for the, the CD extras or digital extras, whatever you'd like to call them. So thank you, Tom. But it's a very good point. You know, we, we don't, as I said before, we don't want actors to feel when they come to Big Finish. We want them to feel secure. Everyone makes mistakes. We work very quickly with very little rehearsal and people take big risks with their performances and great results come. But we don't, we want people to feel safe and, and comfortable taking those risks without thinking, oh my God, if I mess this up, it's going to be all over the CD and everyone will be going, oh, he can't say his lines. You know, we don't want that. Because that is not the reason why people make mistakes. It's because people are working fast and taking really big risks. And out of big risks come great performances. Yeah, thank you. Well said. Well said. Oh, by the way, I was reminded that last week that I forgot to answer the question from a lovely emailer <laughs> asking us about Lung Barrow because there was something else in the email and I got to the end of it and we didn't. Uh, the disappointing answer is anyway that there are no plans to adapt Lung Barrow, not least because we're not doing any more novel adaptations, which I don't know how many times I have to say that. Anyway, <laughs> uh, here also and finally is that forgotten email about my early work as a covert Field Marshal Montgomery. Uh, yes. Field Marshal Montgomery! Oh, yes, oh boy. Does appear in this podcast. Uh, it was this email from uh, Mario Garcia. Hi, Nick and Benji. How are you two crazy compadres? It's been a while since I've written in. Well, sort of a while. So it's going to be a doozy. <laughs> First of all, I have to report some strange but fascinating news. I was having a listen to Doctor Who Main Range release 35-ish, it's called, when I ran across the one, the only, Nick Briggs as <laughs> Field Marshal Montgomery. I have attached a little clip from the story for your enjoyment and the proof, if proof be needed, of the truth of my claim. 
Right, let's hear it. Excuse me, excuse me, what's going on? We've waited nearly an hour in there. We've met with a few difficulties. Nothing serious, I can assure you. <laughs> Will proceedings resume at any time in the near future? It won't be long now. Listen, why don't we go back inside and I'll tell you about Enough the time of this we endless deferral. We've paid our registration fees. Give us a real answer. It's true, isn't it? There you are. It's true. It's, it's true. <laughs> uh, second, I love the new music for Big Finish Unwrapped. Big Finish Unwrapped. And yes. Ricky Gervais, I mean Chris, <laughs> was brilliant. <laughs> we need more Sid. Sid is Chris's enormous freakishly cat. big cat you keep thinking it's a sort of false perspective thing that he's holding it close to the camera but it is actually enormous kitty Kong. monster sort of yeah monster cat <laughs> could his meow perhaps feature in a story as an easter egg like the wilhelm scream in the star wars movies i'll leave that one with you folks just a funny thought it's a very funny thought mario uh also uh when will we get a big finished story set in the exilon city but, but the trouble is, Mario, that way leads, leads to, to death. death. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gotten an opportunity to listen to the famous classic episode you guys always talk about. What? Because it isn't in descriptive audio. Oh, I see, Mario. I really do want to watch it, though. So maybe I'll just listen to it and a montage of podcast episodes at the same time. <laughs> so I know what's <laughs> happening. After all, you two... Do go on about it. Smiley emoji. We do, Mario. We do. Oh, it's a shame there's no audio description of it, isn't it? We, so we, we could do, we could do one. Yeah. I was going to say, we'll do it. It'll just be wrong. There's a doctor there. He's nearly nearly walked into a polystyrene rock. <laughs> <laughs> you see, Mario, we'd be going, and this bit is brilliant. It's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, that would just be frustrating to listen to. Uh, finally, any advice Benji Clifford could uh, give to an aspiring sound designer? I am trying to break into the entertainment industry and I already produce music as a hobby, but I've listened to some of the stories you did sound design for and it sounds really good. Absent Friends was particularly brilliant. So what you got? I look forward to hearing you guys stumble through my email. Thanks. Yours truly, Mario Garcia. I, I didn't stumble too much. Any oh, that advice? Was, that was such lovely. Thank you so much for... Uh, for commenting on, on my sound design uh, in Absent Friends it really does mean a lot to me actually it's nice that when people listen to the sound designers and, and enjoy what we do uh, in terms of advice I would say uh, the, the the best advice I could give you really is to have fun with it and really in, enjoy the art of sound design um, it's one of those things it's it is what you make of it and it's it's an opportunity I mean I started I started doing it when I was about probably about 12 years old and I did it for fun I had a couple of friends around a microphone and we just do little bits and bobs that way and, and it kind of moved on from there so I would say definitely do things for fun and do things because I, I think it the thing about Doctor Who anyway is it brings out a lot of creativity in people I really believe that about the show uh, so I think there's nothing wrong with writing your own scripts getting a few friends together mm. recording something and just trying it yourself, and you'll find that every story you do, uh, you'll 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 know what you're doing. You'll slip back you into learn, it and learn more as you go along. Would you say? Absolutely. I mean, I'm I'm still learning now. I, I've been I've done quite a few big finishes now, and even then, every job that I get, I always try and think right. How can how can I a deliver this to a better standard than I did before? 
and b how can i deliver this as as effectively uh, as i can so it's it's every time you pick up new skills so i would say it's 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 really a case of just do it as i think mm. nike is that nike's trademark just do it but just throw yourself in there <laughs> i've uh, no idea <laughs> throw yourself in there and and give it a go and because there's get no right tools way. Or, or get pro tools or logic we say well even we? then if, you, if you're a mac user um there's garage band is a good start if you want to learn and then you can naturally upgrade to logic or pro tools or if you're a pc user um there's a great <laughs> bit of software <laughs> called and mac actually it's a great bit of software called reaper and reaper has a fantastic structure because you can you can get it for free i believe and use it for your own personal product projects you can pay a student fee which is really low i think when i bought it this is years ago it was about 30 pounds uh and then you can get a professional license for when you're ready to move up which uh, is nine million pounds. which is nine million pounds but all the features are the same there <laughs> no, are no not, you don't it? it's not nine million pounds that was not a joke. nine million no that's no, definitely <laughs> a joke but there are no change in features so right. it's the same all the way down but it's really good throw yourself in there and and go for it and is there some, does it install something on your computer that can tell when you're a student and when you're not a student? So like um, they can tell if you're sitting there with none of the washing up done and you don't get up until 11 o'clock in the morning, then it knows you're a student. Is that right? Oh, it knows. It'd be able to, it'd be <laughs> so able to smell. So offensive. Sorry. It'd be able to smell the old takeaways. <laughs> <laughs> Essence of hangover. Um, They'd think I was a student. I could get it. <laughs> <laughs> cheap. Yeah. Reaper. So is it is it like um Pro Tools or, or Logic? Very 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 similar. If 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 not it's it's uh, it's one of those things it's really good. It's I mean the only reason I I don't use Reaper is because I use I just use Logic because I'm on a Mac and and that's mm. what what a lot of people are but now you said using. That Reaper can work for Mac as well, can it? Yeah, Reaper's Mac and PC, and it's really, it's such a, it's like, I say budget, but it's only budget in terms of price. It's full-featured, it's it's even got a ring modulator, it's really, it's got everything you need, you know. You've sold it to me now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a, as you know, Pro Tools, nearly 20 years worth of experience on Pro Tools. I'll be editing this very podcast on Pro Tools. Well, Pro Tools I'm, I'm, is industry standard, isn't it? That is yeah. that is the industry standard, I believe. Or a lot at of least, people hate it, though. <laughs> well, you, I think I think a lot of people hate it because you used to. I think isn't it? You used to have like a box. You had to have it like running out of this purpose thing. An interface. Yeah, yes. like an a, like an exclusive interface for it. Whereas oh, totally. Yes, it's changed yes. now. You can get it on a little USB stick. That's right. But yeah, so that's that's my my advice. Really, is just have fun, have a laugh, and. Find. Develop your talent. Develop yes. your talent, yes, and you will excel. Uh, yeah. So, just quickly, actually, talking hmm. about cat meows in things. Um, <laughs> that's, no, it, honestly, it's just reminded me. Um, for, I, I think it was Survivor Series Four. Um, one of the characters has a flashback about her cat, and I, 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 I looked. I had some cats a couple of years ago. They, they were very old. And, they're no longer with us but i did record the meow of one of them from years back for some reason so i was like i want to throw this cat in there as a little so the cat has lived on it's a little every, bit of cat everybody, nostalgia yeah everybody's had a bit of uh a bit of my cat there so there we go that's yes. weird like you made a cat pie or something <laughs> everybody's eaten a bit of my cat 
yes, uh, enjoy it. Sounds it's like very... from the Theatre of Blood. Oh, the Theatre of Blood. That's murder yeah. too. Oh, it's that voice. It just just flashbacks to our, to the Halloween podcast, The Fly. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the price oh. of fear. <laughs> Uh, so yes um, <laughs> that is the end of the emails uh, thank Phew. you so much everybody that has uh, emailed in uh, and what, what what can we say you know always a pleasure to hear from you podcast at bigfinish.com if you want to get in touch for future things uh, in the meantime um, handing the emails uh, back over to the postmaster who is going to uh, just take them away for a while. <laughs> I am the Postmaster General. Postmaster General. Uh, evil. I can't do that great gravelly evil voice. But if I yeah, could... You have to be as old as me to do that. Sort of a bit like Louis Armstrong, isn't it? I see trees of green. I think to myself, <laughs> what a wonderful world. <laughs> <laughs> I need some water. What a way to have a good time. So yes, there we go. So uh, yes, over to you, Nick. (laughs) That's the end of that rubbish. Um, Listen, I just wanted to ask you, uh, last week I sent you on email, I sent you the the challenge of doing a special podcast theme in the style of that piece of music. I've not done it, but but it's on my list. I've had to download lots of my old software, so I just... (laughs) The, the, the man yeah, I think task. you should stop all the proper work and just piddle around <laughs> to making a new podcast theme. Do you, I can do it. So it's a podcast theme, is it? I thought it was I just I think a, we should. We I'll should. do it, what, yeah. what, was, what was the piece of music you sent me? I sent you uh, the Free Wheelers theme, and then you yes. realised you knew it as a stock piece of music. From, from KPM, which is, if you don't know what KPM is, it's a, it's a you'll see it in a lot of sev- 60s and 70s uh, um sort of tv productions it's stock music and yeah. you'll hear it everywhere um you, you'd be surprised if you watch something like the sweeney for example uh, you'll just go through like yeah know that piece know that piece <laughs> know that piece um but yeah and no, no, i sent back uh, it's called leisure complex um which is which was used in 40 towers um in uh, the episode communication problems when uh when basil uh <laughs> as to fix the radio basil <laughs> <laughs> yes, darling. Yes, darling. Coming. Yes, yes. Vipers, I'll do the picture. Yes. I'll do it. I'm doing it, Sybil. I'm doing it. But that was the one where he tur- he turns on the radio and he goes, "I th- I think we got something there. I, I think we okay. <laughs> but it's not good and, enough. And that's the music. That's the music. Yeah. Mm. So um, I'll do. So, free, I'll s- that's what I was going to say. And Free Willers, for those who didn't listen to last week's podcast, was a Southern television series that latterly starred Wendy Padbury. And the music went. Da, 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 it's funny you should. Say, it's funny about freewheelers because um, I was on Twitter a couple of days ago. I'm always on Twitter, but um, Mark Gatiss posted a picture of it and was like watching freewheelers on the telly. Hey. I was like, God, I was like, this is like it's like one of those things which is you know when you think the universe starts saying to you like you must watch this. I'm going to I mean, remind I would, you. I would say this controversially about freewheelers, and I call it freewheelers, not freewheelers. Freewheelers. <laughs> That's free how wheelers. we used to pronounce it back in the day, but, you know, who knows what is right or wrong. There is no right or wrong. I would say this about it. Firstly, I love it. Secondly, it's utter rubbish. <laughs> it looks like it hasn't been written. <laughs> it looks like... <laughs> 
they've just thought up a story and kind of got in front of the camera and made stuff up, especially the location stuff shot in and around the New Forest and on the coast, all from where I was brought up. That's why I watched it. It was a local TV programme made locally. And I recognised all the locations. <laughs> and there, there is a sense, and, and the way they get away with it, that it's a sort of action series. You know, here's an example of how they shot a sequence where some kids get aboard the baddie's boat they go in a dinghy and they go up to it and they tie on and they sneak on and they get on board and they steal something then they get off quickly and off they go and and the baddies wake up and hear them and start shooting guns at them and they get away now you can imagine that that should have been shot with a, like a low angle shot over the side of the boat approaching the boat looking up at it and and you see it and it looks sinister and worrying you cut to the worried faces of the kids thinking oh is this going to be all right there should be tense music and everything they get on board but they sneak along slowly you see the sleeping bodies of the bad guys and they their hands inch over to take whatever it is they're going to take and as they get off one of them slips maybe goes into the boat and the the camera whips around and shows the guys coming out Ew, stop they start firing guns and they they start their motor and they get away quickly and the, the bullets are going by and they're ducking down in the boat and you go close down on them handheld in the boat yeah this was all done with one wide shot from oh, the shoreline no you just see it happening in the distance that's dreadful and that's how they used to do everything they used to just turn up stick the camera on a tripod no time no money right what happens is you have a fight he gets here he's hurt that one runs away and then you say are you okay and that's the scene and they just just do it and that's what it's like and you've got to watch it because you will adore it's the nonsense aspects of it it's so sexist Wendy Padbury spends all her time making coffee and doing the washing up oh god in that kind of oh they've left me behind again you think here's a character you could have done something with but because she's a woman you think all she's good for is domestic tasks well it's the classic very of its time clearly isn't it yeah really? oh, that, totally that, that aspect of things i mean i, I was there's, there's not, not even a credit for script you know it just says story that's what makes me think they never actually wrote anything <laughs> down <laughs> this guy's i've got this story right so you sort of say this it's just incredible so right yeah you guys go in the boat and then the guys wake up right we'll do a sort of bit right as for yeah right yeah okay but yeah. it sort of makes me want to go and do stuff like that. <laughs> it makes me want to go and get a camera <laughs> and just create a new art form of just shooting things really badly. Just, you know, put, putting a camera in a very unexciting place and having the worst, most bland angle. You know, like basically uh, Peter Moffat's direction of the five doctors. <laughs> oh, shots fired. <laughs> so true, though. And the two doctors, my goodness. He used to get finished early, didn't he? Because he just... Everything was done on one shot. To be fair, the two doctors is it must have been really hot. <laughs> Looks hot. They tell you oh. talk about turning up and shooting things badly. We're going off on a huge tangent. Here, I know but, we but haven't got. Well, the star interview is coming up. Fred. It is. It is coming up. We're just making you, you know, really wait. But there's. I think they're called dogma films. Dogma something yes. films. Yeah, that's exactly and that, like, right. Yeah, like I, I studied that, and I and they were saying, oh, these are brilliant, and all the rules, and it's wonderful. And I couldn't help but sit there. Thought, thought, okay, I admire the fact that you've set yourself some challenges. I admire that. I like the idea that you know you're you're trying to tell a story with strict rules here. But it looks rubbish. It's like, come on, it's just, I, I like, I, you know, it's art is subjective, and I totally understand yes. that. But I just thought, nah, I thought this this would have been so such a better sort of story. I would have loved it a lot more if if you put a bit of if effort. It had been done properly. Yeah, instead of, <laughs> instead of looking like you literally got sort of an old VHS camcorder and just just, which is probably what they did do. 
and just shot it that way. Oh dear, no, don't get me started. Oh, I've already started. In fact, I'm finishing. Uh, Nick, take us away into the next segment, I think. Yes, time now for our guest star interview. It's with Billy Piper. And need I say more? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> when did you first meet me? Do you remember that? I feel like it's when um, we were working with Joe, the director Joe. Is that right? Yeah, Joe Hearn. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and we were... What was the episode called? I can't remember. Funnily enough, Dalek. <laughs> <laughs> was it called that? It was. <laughs> it's a terrible title. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was to the point. Well, then, I, when we made Dalek. <laughs> um, you and Chris were late to the read-through because you have been doing reshoots. Really? And we were, yeah, and you dashed in. I felt like we were dashing all the time. Yeah. I don't feel like I ever just sort of moseyed on over to anything. It was always like, get in the car, we've got something else to do now. Which was kind of part of the excitement. Okay, uh, another frivolous question that we ask everyone, which may not be relevant to you, but it's what what's tingling your molecules about Big Finish at the moment? Well, I bet it's got... That the that our version of the show has an afterlife, and that that's going to make those fans so happy. Hopefully, it's made me happy. Well, that's all people talk about at conventions to me. Are you doing it? So, how many people do listen to it? A, a few thousand. Yeah, it's got to be more than that. No, it's yeah. It's uh, it depends on the release. They they vary quite drastically. You know, but so, you know, it can be sort of two or three thousand. I feel like 10, at least ten thousand people have asked me if I'm doing it in America. Does yeah. it need to be easier to get hold of? Well, uh, it's now they're available as downloads, so it should be easy for them. It needs more promotion. Okay, are you going to do that for? I'll us? do it the minute we leave. <laughs> Good, thank you. Uh, what's what's tingling your molecules generally in entertainment? Anything you're into, television or oh, film God, or book no. or music it's anything. so awful but like the thing you know I'm looking for things that appeal to me in relation to my kids and we've just started on big heads have you seen that no it's an that? assault course it's like Takeshi's castle but they're all wearing massive sort of um heads like spitting image <laughs> it sounds it's so ridiculous it is so funny and it's one of those things that we can just sit down and watch together it's great what, where can you watch it? ITV. Okay, and uh, one final thing. Yeah. Um, do you, I'll give you an example of mine, but do you have a sort of uh, entertainment guilty pleasure? Like, for example, I actually like the film Chalet Girls. Have you ever seen that with Felicity Jones and Bill Nye? It's so a girls a, movie. and I. It's a teenage girls terrible movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love it. I, every time it's on, I find myself watching it. So have you got anything like that that you're Nothing sort of... Nothing as bad no, as that. No, obviously not that. <laughs> obviously you have more text. Um, oh, God. Something I... you like, but you really think you shouldn't like. Kardashians. Okay. You know, I feel awful, like, in, inhumane talking about the Kardashians because everyone's so repulsed by them. I mean, I find them quite entertaining. Um, the brilliant thing about me being the age I am. I don't even know what you're talking about. Great. Because, <laughs> well, if you like Shelley Girl, you'll love that. Will I? 
Yeah. <laughs> Have you actually seen Chalet Girl there? I've seen bits of it. See, don't judge it until you've sat down through the podcast. <laughs> I can't believe it. A huge thanks to Billy for that. It was really uh, great to see her again. The last time I'd seen it was uh, a couple of years ago at a convention in Chicago. And uh, it was lovely to see her then. And uh, she said, oh, it's ages since I've seen you. And we all went out for a meal. It was very nice. And so, yeah, to work with her again. You know, you're never sure what agents uh, pass on to their clients. So when she arrived, I thought, I don't know whether she'll even know that I'm here. You know, does she know I'm directing this? But she, yes, greeted me very, very warmly. It was absolutely lovely to everyone. And her and David, as you heard from the earlier clip um, of them chatting, uh, got on extremely well. Um, and it was like the, the 10 years had, had not passed by at all. It, it was brilliant, brilliant stuff. Yes, there you are. That is me talking about Billy Piper. And now I've stopped. Well, as you, as you can tell, uh, it's it's extremely exciting news, not, not just for, for people reading it, but for everybody at Big Finish. It's really exciting, and I can speak for everybody, I think, there. Well, I can't speak for everybody, but I ruddy well just have. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> deal with it. Um, so, yes, uh, brace yourselves now, for it is time for... The Randomoid Selector <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Oh, I know, I know. So, I we like- are... Walloping myself in the face. Crash, bang, wallop. <laughs> Wiggity woo. Have a jaw harp. Class. Class. Amazing. Absolutely. Yes. So uh, yeah. um, we're going to head into the wonderful, wacky world of Hannah Newman's Randomoid Selectatron, which sounds like a Henson film, doesn't it? <laughs> Hannah Newman's Randomoid Selectatron. <laughs> Cinema is DVD for March 1st. Um, so uh, it's... it's the GIF this week, or GIF, if some strange people call it that, is still the kazoo, the random Stop kazoo of Exelon. Yeah. Uh, and we're diving in. Here we go. Oh, very exciting. Uh, this, is a, this is an interesting one. Mm. Okay, So we've got uh, Urgent Calls, which was, the, oh, which was a yeah. freebie. I, I don't know if it's still free, but it certainly was free. Yes. Uh, which I think well, was part, uh, of, part of ID, wasn't it? Yes, ID was the release. Um I don't know what it is. This is this is a free download available to only readers of Doctor Who magazine who have the correct code, is what it says. Ooh. Goodness, who remembers that? I must draw that to <laughs> Sue's attention. Sue Cowley, our general manager. She's probably not across that. Um, so ID, um, uh, we don't have a trailer for Urgent Calls, but here's the trailer for ID. Prepare to receive priority information. Yeah, give it. Hey! Ow! How are the Scandroids killing? Is it possible that they're electrocuting people? Well, of course it's possible. They don't run on magic. But they'd have to be substantially modified. You didn't program them to do this, did you? To protect your precious data? Priority information. You're not in control here, are you, Marriott? The Scandroids are doing exactly as instructed. Aside from the part where they kill people. Priority information. I thought the Scandroids must have been reprogrammed, but no! They're just trying to deliver the data as instructed. But the data itself is the killer. 
How can data kill you? Well, if I'm right, anybody who knows that will be dead. Prepare to receive priority information. Yes, this was one of the stories from my first year as executive producer. And uh, it was a tumultuous year. And I had all sorts of um, ideas about what to do with the Doctor Who main monthly range. I had noticed that the episodes were getting a bit long, uh, sometimes up to 45 minutes. And I felt that the storytelling needed to be tightened up. So I put a, a limit and said they had to be 25 minutes, which we later, uh, you know, after we'd kind of got ourselves in order, we relaxed that a bit because we realized we were cutting out vital scenes just for the sake of keeping it at 25 minutes and then putting the scenes at the end as extras and then people thinking why can't you just put that in the episode it was madness <laughs> madness i think there were some episodes there were some scenes like that in uh, son of the dragon which was the one about uh, the historical dracula um and one of my ideas was to have uh, three-part stories because on a double cd there's usually a four-part story and an extra one episode story to go with it and I wanted the epi one episode stories to be part of a thing called, I think it was called the the virus strain or the virons. I can't remember. It was connected to the aliens I created called the virons who were uh, chasing and eliminating viruses across the universe, across the cosmos, I should say. And um, this was one of those ID. It's a fascinating story about an intelligent virus. I think we should have a clip from it. Let me see if I can find one. Hello, am I speaking to Mr. Deakins? No. Is Mr. Deakins there? Oh, no, I think you've got a wrong number. Oh, oh I'm terribly sorry. Oh, that's quite all right. Wait a minute. <laughs> I know you. I don't... Oh. Yes. Yes, we've definitely talked before. The young lady I spoke to in the telephone box a couple of weeks ago. Yes. Yes, that was me. Good heavens. Well, I'm glad to hear you're alive and well. You are well, aren't you? I gather you're alive. Oh, yes, I'm perfectly well, thanks to you. It was the strangest thing. I still can't quite believe it happened. Uh, what did happen? Uh, well, I did what you said. I, I went straight to the hospital and got a check-up. It took an age to get seen, and, and all that you'd said had put me into a bit of a panic. Oh, there you go. Yes, yeah, so it was basically the doctor making phone calls... Or, oh, it was brilliant. It was really fun. It was fun. a coincidence virus, wasn't it, basically? Yeah. And it was lovely. Wonderful. It felt very natural storytelling, actually, if you know what yeah. I mean. It felt lovely. Just just really quickly, actually, is that that's Sarah Griffiths as as in Ray from Delta and the Bannermen? That's right. She was hey. in ID. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Awesome, mm. awesome. She was great. Yes, it was written by Eddie Robson who did so many brilliant scripts for us. And ID itself is a, a very witty piece of work, actually. Um, and uh, uh, we had Giles Brandreth in it, who was hilarious. He was, um, he's a bit of a personality on British television. Former Conservative MP, but we won't hold that against him. <laughs> um, and uh, he was very... Uh, witty about and ribbing Colin Baker. He kept saying, well, well Colin, you are a classic doctor and to be in the presence of a classic doctor is made when i interviewed him he did um he did a brilliant interview actually i think we should put a clip of that in and the truth is for all of us for most of us anyway that when we get up tomorrow morning 
we may well be able to do without our tragic awareness for an hour or two, but we'll still need our our sense of fun, our sense of humour, our sense of the ridiculous. So I feel very fortunate that, um, you know, I, I happen to live in England, which is a lovely place to live, and I happen to be, uh, you know, I've got a, a lovely wife and lovely children. It's, it's actually, it's wonderful. So if I start complaining about anything, I feel it would be a disgrace. And then I'm able to do all the things that, you know, one would want to do. It's it's too fantastic. And now, and now this... I mean, the only problem with playing Dr. Marriott in this extraordinary episode of, of Doctor Who is really what else is now left in my life to look forward to. This is sort of rather the end of the road for me. I feel I've now done it all, but at least, you know, the point is, when I leave the studio today, if, bang, I'm knocked over by a bus, the proverbial bus, it won't really matter now, because I've done it all. So thank you, Doctor Who. Yes, Giles was, uh, he took it upon himself to talk about as many of the doctors as he possibly could. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> and he really, he, when I interviewed him, he really, he just put his head down, didn't look at me, looked at the recorder and spoke to the recorder like he was speaking to the listener. You know what I mean? It was like the recorder was an embodiment of all the listeners. A very professional broadcaster and something, you know, of a controversial uh, national treasure, I would say. <laughs> Anyway, so ID, yes, you, uh, in order to listen to it, if you haven't listened to it before, you'll have to get, uh, um, um, sorry, Urgent Calls I'm talking about, not ID. You'll have to get ID in order to listen to Urgent Calls. That's what I'm saying. And that's not, yeah. that's not, not uh, you have to show your ID. <laughs> yeah, you have to show your ID. Yeah. You've got uh, an ID, mate. So and it's also still available it. on the CD, it says here, which surprises me. It is, it is a cracker, I have to admit. Yeah. It is a cracker. And... Uh, as well as that, what an action-packed randomoid selectatron this week! Lots of little clips, cliplets. Yes, giving myself a grand old task. With the <laughs> I was there, thinking that. I? I was thinking. Oh, I was thinking. Well, you know. I don't want to shortchange the listener though. No. So there we are. Thank you, Ran. Yeah, cheers, Ran. You're a dude. I'll uh, I'll make sure I I buy you that uh, Apple Sunday that you've always wanted. Um, yeah, nice one, Ran. Keep it up. So that's it for for Ran this week. Uh, I think I'm going to meet him down the road at the bistro later on. So, yeah, have a good one, Ran. (laughs) So, as the podcast descends into a pit of excitement, so exciting that it explodes with delight, it is time for Nick to breathlessly lasso the latest releases for your ears to enjoy. It sounds like a Bond film. For your ears to enjoy. (laughs) For your eyes only. Um, for your ears only. For your ears in no. For your ears to enjoy. Sounds like a Michael Jackson song. Um, Big Finish yes. classics. H. T. Wells adaptations. The Shape of Things to Come, starring Nicola Walker, Sam Troughton, and there's a 15-minute teaser of it coming up soon. Also, Doctor Who, the new series, The Ninth Doctor Chronicles, starring me. <gasps> Narrating of Camille Kaduri and Bruno Langley. Fantastic. Uh, Torchwood, uh, number 15, Corpse Day, starring Bern Gorman and Tom Price is absolutely superb. 
and we're getting a lot of love from Russell T Davis about our Torchwood releases he's really loving what we're doing which is so rewarding and they are brilliant so well done to James Goss and all the directors and writers and the actors amazing bumped into Tracy Ann Oberman at a um, theatre thing a few weeks ago and she was very enthusiastic about Torchwood I'm going on too long Dark Shadows special releases Dreams of Long Ago starring David Selby Andrew Collins Lisa Richards and Christopher Pennock Doctor Who The Main Range Vortex Ice Cortex Fire starring Colin Baker and Lisa Greenwood that's Lisa Greenwood playing Flip and we played a 15 minute clip of Flip last week in the podcast uh, Doctor Who Fourth Doctor Adventures The Haunting of Malkin Place starring Tom Baker and Lana Ward and a random owl um, and also Simon Jones is the uh, guest star he was Arthur Dent wasn't he Yes. Yes, he was. Yes, and um, it was it was glorious to meet him when I did uh, a BBC Radio thing, and that's how he ended up in this. Anyway, far too long. There you have it. Hold on a second. Stop everything. Yes, here's some competition news. As you may remember, a couple of weeks ago we announced that Ian Branch, yes, hello Ian, was the competition winner uh, for writing review a review of the prisoner the first volume and uh, i selected him as the as the best entry and we invited him along as his prize as previously stated to come and see the recording of uh, one of the episodes from the second series of the prisoner and unfortunately um really my fault because i left it far too late in the day to judge the competition um Ian could not make it to the specified recording, which was on the 18th of May, uh, just last week. Uh, so um, I told the cast about this, and by way of a, a, a consolation prize, although of course we will invite Ian to something else in the future, um, here, here is what happened when I told the cast about it. So hello to the assembled cast of The Prisoner. Hello. Now, what I want to tell you about that you didn't know that there was a chat. There was there were people who entered a competition to be here today, and I won it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Michael. That explains things, <laughs> and and someone did win it. They, they had to submit reviews of the first series of The Prisoner, and there were loads of brilliant reviews they did. Oh, right. And the best one was uh, that I judged to be the best one uh, <laughs> because I am the judge. Um, was a chap called Ian Branch. And so I invited him to come along here today, but he couldn't make it. Oh, oh. so Ryan. I just, yeah, exactly. Oh, so yeah. I just wanted. It would have been so much better if you were here. Exactly. I mean, we tried our best and everything. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. could we all just say congratulations, Ian? Congratulations, congratulations Ian. Ian. Keep writing Sorry. the reviews. Yeah. yeah, you didn't appear. Yes. Yeah. Anything else anyone wants Is to say to you? Brother of Andrew Branch. Who's Andrew Branch? He was an actor I worked with on radio. I don't know, Ian, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Email. Anyway, we're very Thank sorry you couldn't be here. Yeah. Very yes, sorry. Very sorry yeah. Right now, back to the rest of the podcast. Do you excuse me two seconds? Somebody's at the door. Okay. <laughs> Won't be a moment. <laughs> sorry, I'll, sorry. I'll sorry, do a sorry, bit sorry. of editing. Sorry about that. It's absolutely tipping it down with rain here, and uh, I've—it's my exclusive uh, limited edition repressing of the Labyrinth vinyl has arrived, and I thought she'll leave it outside, which she was going to do. 
So right. I had to hurry. So I do apologise for that. No problem. Uh, Just yes. sending an email. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny that while you went off, someone has emailed into the podcast. No way. Live. Yeah, yeah. Live correspondence. Yeah. Dean Harrison has written in about uh, instruments. Anyway, I'm not going to say anything else. Maybe, <laughs> maybe Dean, your, your, um, your email will appear in the next issue. Who knows? Who knows? Many thanks to Mr. Nicholas Briggs for that. Uh, it only remains for us to say goodbye. Yes, to say goodbye, and here's The Shape of Things to Come by H.G. Wells, dramatised by Guy Adams, and starring Nicola Walker and Sam Troughton. Goodbye. Goodbye. Flight leaves in an hour, sir. Cutting it fine, as always. Well, do your best. Sir. Dr. Philip Raven there, the permanent representative of the United Kingdom to the United Nations. Clearly a very focused and very driven man during this uncertain time. The emergency session of the UN Security Council due to take place tomorrow in New York is expected to be a divisive and potentially incendiary meeting. Cut. Device of an incendiary. What isn't these days? You're in my seat. Really? It doesn't matter. I, I booked the window, but I never look out of it. Everything looks so small and insignificant when you're far away, doesn't it? I'm happy to move. Nonsense. You stay where you are. I'll take your seat. Too much flying? A fair bit. Me too. I think I've spent most of my life in the air. It's the only way I get a decent night's sleep. I'm always rushing from one meeting to another. At least while I'm sat here, they can't make me run around. Well, don't let me disturb you. Grab a nap while you can. <laughs> I wish. I have so much reading to do, I won't have time. Well, either way, I won't interrupt. You're very kind. I'm sorry to be rude. Not rude in the least. Just pretend I'm not here. Oh. oh. You fell asleep after all? Yes. Yes, I did. You needed it. Oh, maybe. Work's been... Well, it's been a hectic time. I know, Philip. 
I quite understand. <clears throat> I mean, it's... Uh... Did you just call me Philip? It's your name. Well, yes. But I don't remember mentioning it. You didn't. But I came here specifically to meet you, so it's hardly surprising I know it. Meet me? Yes. We have a lot to talk about. Come on. Sooner started. I haven't the faintest idea what you're talking about. How do you know my name? Because Dr. Philip Raven, permanent representative of the United Kingdom to the United Nations, you are the man our systems predict as having the best chance to save the future. Save the... <laughs> oh, never mind. What is that irritating noise? I'm calling for a steward. Oh, there's no point. Look around. There's nobody else here. <sighs> Don't be absurd. What do you mean there's nobody else? Oh. Come on, we've places to be. But, well, this isn't possible. The plane was busy. Did we land? Why didn't you tell me we'd landed? We didn't. Of course we did. They don't just throw passengers out of the windows. <sighs> we haven't got time for all this. Hello? Anybody? There's nobody here. I told you that. And, wait a minute. I can hear the engines. We're still flying. Not as such. No, we are. You, you can tell we're still in the air. We're wherever I want us to be. What are you doing? You can't open the door when the plane's in flight. I can do whatever I deem necessary. You'll learn that soon enough. No! Ow! No! Coming? What? Wait, what? Come on! But this is absurd. I must be dreaming. Yes, that's probably it. I'm still asleep. Of course you are. Doesn't mean you can just stay there, though. Come on! Welcome to Danzig. Danzig? Well, there's no such place. Not anymore. It's called Gdansk. Not at the moment, it's not. This is 1940. Huh. 1940? Oh, boy. Well, my subconscious is having a field day. Fine. I get it. I'm dreaming of war. It's hardly surprising, I suppose. My nerves are showing. When I said you were dreaming, I was being reductive. It's more complicated than that. Well... I just walked from my plane into 1940, so I'm fairly confident this isn't real. It's real enough. What time is it? We need to move. We've four minutes to get to the other platform. And for a city in the throes of war, I don't think I'm getting this right. It all seems a bit normal. I mean, there's a few soldiers here and there. The uniforms are wrong, though. You're not doing anything. Of course I am. It's my dream. Not even remotely. Now, stand there. The train's coming. It's Nazi insignias now I look at them. But the design of the uniform's a bit off. Don't draw their attention. It's a dream. What could happen? They could kill you. In a dream? You're obsessing on the dream part of this. It's going to make life very difficult. We're travelling via psychic projection, which is considerably more proactive than just dreaming. Just, just shut up for a minute and watch what I'm trying to show you. Why am I dreaming a really pushy woman? I must have issues. Shut up. Look. The window of that carriage. <laughs> what on earth is he doing? He's trying to fix his dental plate. It's come unstuck. Oh. He looked like he was pulling a funny face. Look at that Polish pig. You're not the only one to think so. He should be taught some respect. Yeah, come on. They're speaking English. Do you speak German? But very little. I'm, I'm trying to learn. Then that's why. Your subconscious is translating. We need you to understand this. Come on. 
What are you doing? Let go, that hurts. Why does that hurt if I'm only dreaming? Come on! This is ridiculous. Yes, it is. That's history for you. He was adjusting his dental plate. He was pulling faces, mocking us. Move back a little. Why? And stay out! How dare they! Come on, it's just go. They learn! One day soon, they will learn! What are you looking at? Nothing. Nice. They're just raw, young, insecure, and covering it up with patriotism. Look into the carriage, but do it quickly. <laughs> well, they're all calming down. That poor man still can't sort his dental plate out, though. No. Take three steps to your right. Now! Why? What's happened? Oh my God, no! Oh my God, He's been shot! I don't believe it! Was it the soldier on the platform? Our Polish friend will no longer be troubled by his dental plate. In fact, he'll no longer be troubled by anything. Get down on the floor. Does everyone have a gun, for goodness sake? They have become somewhat ubiquitous. <laughs> the driver saw what was happening and pulled away. The fighting on the platform will continue for a little while, escalating as fights usually do. But this is stupid. History doesn't care what it looks like in hindsight. One of the most significant moments of the century triggered by a silly misunderstanding over a dental plate. Significant moments? That was war breaking out. A ridiculous, pointless, childish incident. The spark that lights the fire. What? If it's 1940, Europe is already at war. And it certainly wasn't started thanks to some gun-happy nonsense on a train. What am I worrying about? I'm arguing with my own subconscious. Hopefully, a steward will wake me up in a minute and I can have a nice gin and tonic to wash this stupid dream away. I keep telling you, this isn't a dream. You're going to have to accept it sooner or later. It's important. Important? It's a symptom of too many late nights. That's what it is. It's weeks of stress, meetings, and the impossible weight of the conference tomorrow. And just when I thought I could do with a really nice dream about something ridiculous, I get stuck with this. Have you ever argued in a dream before? What? Um, I don't know. Probably. What about this? Ow! That hurt! Ever really felt pain in a dream before? Proper physical pain, not just the idea of it. Distant, but aware. Actual pain. Hot, stinging, glowing pain. <laughs> stop it! I'll stop it when you accept what I'm showing you. But how can I? You say this is real, but it clearly isn't because the Second World War didn't break out in 1940 over a stupid argument on a train. Nor did normal people wander around armed to the teeth. It's all just... An alternative. What? Reality is a matter of dominance. For every moment in existence, there are choices. Each of those choices leads to a different outcome. This is your past as it might have been. A different, albeit recognisable world. The world is even more fractured, poor and angry than it was in your timeline. In the US, Roosevelt failed to implement the New Deal. In Germany, while Hitler rose to power, he couldn't repair the economy, so the country remained on the back foot. Tensions with Poland continued. Tensions that just came to the boil. Follow me. 
just need to wake up. That's what I need to do. Metaphorically speaking, you're quite right. Now come on! Well, I suppose if I'm stuck here, I may as well keep going. Where are we now? Berlin. Here, put this on. A gas mask? Where did you conjure that up from? My head. An advantage of psychic projection. Look! Now put it on! But if this is... Don't argue! Quickly! Stand here! Close to me! Why? Because then the bombs and debris won't hit you! Bombs? It's war. In the conflict in your timeline, gas was never used. Stockpiled, yes, but never implemented. Here it's the main weapon. Gallon after gallon of it dropped all over Europe. What are they doing? Strange, isn't it? A side effect of the gas. It seems to make them want to group together. Wherever the bombs strike, they leave stacks of people piled on top of one another. Holding, embracing. Maybe they just don't want to die alone. Stop it! I can't bear it anymore! Stop it! I want to wake up! <laughs> Idiot! <laughs> no more! Get in! We can't steal a car! We're not stealing it, just using it as a link. It's horrible! Horrible! Move out the way! <laughs> I don't want to see any more. How many times? It isn't a dream. You could have died. I don't understand any of this. None of it makes sense. Just go with it. Learn. Observe. The city vanishes. We climb through a car into an open field and she says just go with it. The doors are a link. A psychological trick, a threshold to cross to help the brain switch from one location to another. Going mad? Is that it? Hallucinating? Listen, you're not a stupid man. <laughs> you can't wake up. You can't leave. So why not simply accept what you see for now? It's not as if you can do anything else, is it? True. And if you really want to know what it's like to go mad, why not ask our friend over there? <laughs> Friedrich flying. Friedrich like rain, soaking your upturned face. <laughs> Hungry. How long since breakfast? Oh, two days ago. <laughs> Time for lunch. No rations. No bullets. No hands. It's just skin and bone. Not much to eat out here. Time for lunch. Good enough for cows. Good enough for Bruno. Oh, for goodness sake. 
No, don't eat the grass. You'll make yourself sick. Do you have something else? Anything else? Well, no. Then I take the risk. Civilians? Yes. Good. I don't feel very well, and I'd rather not have to fight you. Still, maybe that wouldn't be so bad. Then you'd kill me, and at least I could have a nice lie down. Uh, uh, maybe I'll have a nice lie down anyway. Yes, probably best. Have you seen Hans? Uh, no, we haven't seen anybody. Uh, where's my notebook? Uh, here. Uh, uh, oh, yes, yes, I remember. Of course, you haven't seen him. <laughs> He's dead. Dysentery. What are your names? Jane. Uh, Philip. Oh, uh, uh, oh, no, no good. <laughs> I think I've lost my pencil. I, I, I just pretend to write them down. Uh, I don't suppose you know if the war is over, do you? No, not yet. Uh, it's a shame. Yes, a great shame. I'm very tired, you see, and I'd like to go home. I, I think my wife is probably missing me. I'm sure she is. Yes. Back to Berlin, back to Ebba. I do hope she's not dead. That would make me very sad. Yes, very sad.